Thanks for joining Impact Boom. On this episode... One key idea that really stuck with me through this program is I really learned that purpose is not actually enough. Purpose really is just an intent at the end of the day, whereas impact is really where you need to be driving initiatives forward. Welcome to impactboom.org. We search the globe to find the people, stories, ideas, and inspiration to help you create maximum positive impact. Each week, Impact Boom brings you thought-provoking interviews with world-leading practitioners passionate about creating positive social change. These designers, social entrepreneurs, educators, innovators, thinkers, and doers share their projects, initiatives, thoughts, and insights on creating a better world. You can find all the stories, links, and other great content at impactboom.org. Follow us on Facebook or Twitter for the latest updates or subscribe to the newsletter or on iTunes. Thanks for listening to episode 335 of Impact Boom. My name's Indio Miles and I'm passionate about communicating the initiatives and enterprises causing sustainable and positive change globally. Today we're speaking with Kimberly Bolton. Born and raised in Johannesburg, South Africa, Kimberly developed a deep respect and appreciation for the environment early on. She became interested in corporate social responsibility and sustainability early on, leading her to study economics and environmental sciences at the University of Cape Town and further a master in business sustainability at the University of Sydney. Everything fell into place when her group won the university's Inventing the Future program allowing her to create a practical solution for the plastic problem and turn this into a company. Now founder and CEO at Carapac, Kimberly aims to tackle the plastic problem head on and change the world of packaging with this wonderful product. She hopes generations after her will be able to enjoy the biodiversity, coastal walks, ocean swims she loves so much. On today's podcast, we will discuss the endemic issue of plastic waste globally and how business models with a social purpose can help address this problem. Kimberly, thank you so much for joining us today. It's really amazing to be having you here. India, thank you so much for having me. It's fantastic to be here. Yeah, I had this conversation with you today. Wonderful to hear. So to start off, Kimberly, could you please share a bit more about your background and then what led to your passion and work in social enterprise? As I said in my bio, I was born and raised in South Africa and I was really lucky and I was really lucky growing up there because I was exposed to just the most incredible environments and wildlife and I developed a really great appreciation for biodiversity and seeing thriving environments but you also in this juxtaposition of certain environments where there is so much pollution and so many socioeconomic issues that tie into that pollution. When you see the two issues and the two different environments right next to each other, it can really just show you how much work needs to be done and also the value of preserving a lot of those pristine environments. It's just clear as day the purpose in doing that. Growing up there, I was always really invested in environmental issues and socioeconomic issues. And I got involved in a number of charities and initiatives who are doing incredible work in trying to solve a lot of these sustainability issues. But I found that the actual organizations didn't necessarily have a sustainable structure. I really did see 
firsthand how the actual structure of a social enterprise and using business to drive impact was really the most sustainable business model going forward and just made a whole lot more sense. For example, I was working on an initiative called Sprint for Her, and it's a fantastic initiative, and I still stand by a lot of the work that we did with it. And it's an online movement for survivors of sexual abuse. And it's been fantastic. And we've done a number of fundraisers and whatnot, but the actual structure of the program and the initiative was not necessarily sustainable. And going forward, I always knew I wanted to lead a, a more impactful life. So I really decided to dive into more of the social enterprise structure. Wow, really fascinating entry into the sector there and a lot of clear passion for the conversation. We're talking about the issue and your company as the CEO of Carapac. Can you tell us a bit more about your business's core social mission and the product that you sell? Yes. So the mission of Carapac is to really change the world of packaging. And it's a really exciting space. The plastic and particularly the single-use plastic waste problem is significant across the world. And there's obviously a, a number of ways to actually tackle the plastic waste problem. And there are some incredible repurposing solutions and recycling solutions. But I really saw the value and the gap in the market for a better single-use plastic solution. There are actually quite a lot of biodegradables and compostable materials on the market and they branded very greenly and it is a big step forward and a lot of those materials are much better than traditional plastics but they're still not necessarily as sustainable as one might think. They're not necessarily made from sustainable inputs or they have for example a lot of cornstarch is actually made from an old strain of corn that is inedible to humans. They're carrying a lot of land to grow corn, to make plastic. And the corn is grown on one side of the earth and the pellets to make the actual plastic are like made on the other side of the planet. So they actually have a much bigger carbon footprint than one might think. Also, they don't necessarily break down as fast as people may think as well. For example, biodegradable doesn't actually mean it has to break down over a certain amount of time. Typically, they actually take up to five years, but people think biodegradable solutions break down a lot faster than five years. And even industrial composting facilities and industrial compostable plastics can take up to 180 days in conditions that are like 70 degrees Celsius to actually break down, which is also not necessarily intuitive. At Carapac, I wanted to create new material that can really serve that gap in the market where you get a beautiful plastic alternative that serves all of your packaging requirements and needs that anyone can dispose of in a sustainable and safe way. And that's actually made out of the sustainable inputs. We're making our material out of crustacean shells and a lot of people are like, what? what do you mean prawns and crabs? And that's exactly <laughs> what I mean. The actual shells we collect from frozen food facilities who actually take the meat out and then freeze the meat. And that's what you get in the frozen food aisles. But around Asia Pacific, there's about 8 million tons of that crustacean shell waste generated annually. So we can take that shell waste and make it into wonderful plastic alternative material that looks and works and functions like any other plastic. Mm. And then you can use that for your packaging needs. And it's actually really exciting because it's naturally antimicrobial. So it can extend the shelf life 
of particularly fresh food products by an extra two weeks, 14 days, mm-hmm. roughly, which can actually save a lot of food waste in that next step of the supply chain. Once consumers are actually done using their packaging, they can actually simply throw it in a pot plant or garden and it takes three to six weeks to fully biodegrade and then becomes a slow-release nitrogen fertilizer. It's really great once it's actually in the soil, but also not many people actually do have gardens or composting facilities. So we've also made sure that it's dissolvable over a certain amount of time. People can actually take some of their packaging, put it in a bucket near their sink, let it dissolve overnight and then wash it down the drain. It's fully ocean dissolvable and just acts as nutrients in the waters there. And plastic waste in the ocean is such a critical issue. It definitely tackles a lot of those issues whilst preventing waste along the supply chain. It's a really fascinating innovation that you've come up with the Carapac product and all of those amazing benefits there. But if we're talking about that issue of the plastic waste globally, Mm. and you were talking about its impact in the oceans and the environment more broadly, what is, how prevalent is plastic waste and what positive contribution is Carapac making towards addressing that? The plastic waste problem is huge. And just to give you a bit of idea in terms of scale of production of actual plastic materials, plastic uh, and the use of it really started to become popular in the early 1950s. Around the 1950s, about 2.3 million tons of plastic was produced annually across the world. And then if you compare that to 2015, 60 years later, we're creating 448 million tons of plastic every year. And that production is really expected to double by 2050. That's just the scale of plastic that's actually put out into the world every year. Only 9% of total plastic ever produced has actually ever been recycled. So it's a lot lower than a lot of people anticipate. And that's the almost best case scenario is 9% recycled. The recycling is also not necessarily an infinite solution. You can recycle a certain part of plastic a number of times, but you always have to add in a certain bit of virgin material. So it's not a perfect solution, recycling. Although I think there's definitely a space for it. Then if you look at the breakdown solutions part of the market that's like biodegradables, compostables, degradables, that only actually accounts for 2% of the market at the moment. And there's definitely space for that to grow. I think the reason why that hasn't really accounted for more of the market is that a lot of those solutions are perceived as being a lot more expensive. And yes, they are more expensive than plastic, but they don't take into account the life cycle cost of disposing and recycling and all of the other costs associated with cleaning up plastics in our environments. When you look at the actual environmental costs of plastic waste, about 8 million tons every single year of plastic waste flows into our oceans. It's really hard to feel like I'm throwing around a lot of millions. <laughs> it's, it's so hard to visualize. Um, such it's a, so hard to visualize. But it's just a huge scale. And the actual amount of plastic production still expected to grow is massive. It's exponential. 
and really actually do appreciate plastic as a material for packaging. I think it is actually phenomenal in terms of its properties and how it has been able to revolutionize in a lot of ways supply chains. It's allowed us to package a lot of goods in a light and easy way that has made transport a lot easier. For example, a lot of food waste, food in grocery stores, for example, a lot of it is covered in plastic and I used to be one of those main culprits being like oh, why do you need to put a cucumber in plastic cucumber is just fine on its own but actually when you do a bit of research actually using packaging in that space saves 40 percent of the world's food from going directly to landfill because we now have those larger supply chains if we didn't have that packaging that particularly fresh fruit and vegetables would get damaged a lot easier and then would have to be thrown away immediately. You are actually saving on, for example, this food waste, but plastic itself, even though it's a fantastic material in a lot of aspects, it's also very damaging because it just doesn't break down. Also, a lot of the additives in plastics, the actual chemicals to give the different plastics the different properties can be so harmful when leached into water. And if you consume that, I know BPA plastic has, and BPA free has been a very successful campaign, but there are still so many other chemicals and chemical additives that are very damaging to health and environments as well, which is also the unseen impact of the plastic waste issue and then you get into when the plastic actually does break down and break down into microplastics now they've seen that microplastics can actually be transported across the blood barrier which is a big area for concern and humans on average eat about a credit card and a half of microplastics every year just for the food that they eat once it is in our environment, it's also in and around our bodies and around animals' bodies as well. And it's external and an internal problem, I really believe. It's just a huge scale. All hope is not lost because that's why Carapac is coming in. And that's why I really wanted to create a solution that buys into practical sustainability. You need a solution that anyone can dispose of in a sustainable way, that anyone can have access to a sustainable disposal process and material that's actually made from a sustainable input and from a more natural input using, uh, and I've developed a more zero waste way to actually produce the Carapac packaging, which is fantastic as well. It's a really innovative material that can really be a, a simple, or I like to call it a shrimple swap solution for a lot of packaging that we see on our, even just grocery stores or online or what. We're first trying to tackle fresh produce packaging because we can add that added benefit of extending the shelf life, which is a huge benefit for not only farmers, but retailers and consumers, because then your fresh fruit and vegetables just last longer. So you can get a lot more mileage out of them. That's why I wanted to tackle the fresh food space first, but there's so much opportunity to do a range of different other packaging, even in the e-commerce space or general retail space and even like pharmaceutical space, because there's a lot of single use plastic waste in that space as well. There's a lot of opportunity and there's a lot of waste 
from the crustacean shells that we can use to actually really tackle and make a big impact and a big dent into this global plastic waste issue. I really do see this huge issue globally needs to be tackled by a range of different solutions. I do definitely see the value in repurposing, recycling, and a variety of breakdown solutions. But I think Carapac is really powerful in, in terms of anyone can just rest assured and be guilt-free that they can throw away their packaging in an easy and sustainable way. It's definitely a huge problem, the plastic waste crisis. And I love how you talk about there are all these existing solutions or solutions, inverted Mm -hmm. commas, around recycling and other forms of packaging and stuff like that. But you really differentiate with Carapac when you talk about how it dissolves and the process of making it and the natural ingredients and the chemicals that aren't used and things like that. It's really fabulous. Thank you for sharing that, Kimberly. And you're also a past alum of the Hatch Taronga Accelerator Program. What were some of the key lessons you took away from that program that would be useful for other founders who are listening in today? One key idea that really stuck with me through this program is I really learned that purpose is not actually enough. Purpose really is just an intent at the end of the day, whereas impact is really where you need to be driving initiatives forward. Impact is really the success of actually tackling these social, economic and environmental issues. That was a big mental shift for me. Purpose isn't enough. Impact is where it is. The Taranga Hatch Accelerator Program was fantastic. And I learned so many lessons and met incredible people through the program. But that's something that's really stuck with me. Another fun lesson that I really learned through the program was also never be so consistent in your messaging to markets, whether it's your actual marketing, pitching or addressing your problem and pitching your solution in any format, just The use of words versus tone versus body language can really be super impactful. I didn't realize that when you're actually pitching, the words that you speak only account for about 7% of what the audience actually takes in, whereas body language is about 53%. The accelerator program on the whole taught me so much more. These were just two really key lessons that really were just food for thought and that I've carried forward. Wow, really great insights there into the program. It's a good indicator that anyone who's looking at creating their own enterprise or starting their journey of social impact should look into these opportunities in their own communities to join these accelerator programs. They provide so much guidance, so many benefits, and you'd definitely be able to attest to that, I'm sure, Kimberly. So thank you so much for sharing that. Just to jump in there, just such an incredible community of support. You don't have to go at it alone, which is just really reassuring for definitely 100 we're moving in now to the end of our interview i've just got two questions quickly i just want to ask you so firstly what inspiring projects or initiatives have you come across recently which are creating a positive social change I recently came across She's a Crowd, which I was so excited about. It's an online data platform collecting data for victims and survivors of sexual abuse and domestic violence, which really tied into an issue that I have been obviously really concerned in my background. It's just a great platform that's doing a lot of work. And I'm so proud of another startup Xylo Systems, they were actually one of the other startups in the actual Taronga 
Hatch program and they're just doing incredible work and I'm always inspired by their founder, Camille. Another initiative I recently came across that I'm just like, yes, this is amazing. You guys are doing such good work. <laughs> are the Black Numbers, they're actually on the border of South Africa and there's this all-female anti-poaching units that are just doing incredible stuff preventing rhino and elephant poaching in Africa. They've just empowered all of these incredible women and they're saving all these animals' lives and it's just very exciting. Those are just some really inspiring initiatives that I've just been lucky enough to have been exposed to lately. Some great work happening around the globe, that's for sure. And to finish off, what books or resources would you recommend for our listeners? Number one, just a classic startup book, The Lean Startup. It just teaches mm. you a different way of thinking. I also really love Let My People Go Surfing about Patagonia and the philosophy about Patagonia and really ties into that social impact space. Another book that I've just really appreciated having on the side when things get a bit overwhelming are Small Steps of Perfect by Catherine Greer. Wow, really great recommendation. All the organizations that you've mentioned throughout the podcast and the enterprises, movements, all of these amazing work that's happening around the globe, including Carapac, that will be linked in at the end of the article. So once the audience has either listened to us have this conversation or they've read through the article, they'll be able to go and click on through and check all of those out. So that's all up on the website, which is great. So I just want to say that brings us to the end of our interview today, actually, Kimberly. And on behalf of Impact Boom, thank you so much for sharing your generous time with us, your generous insights and sharing all of this amazing work that you're doing at Carapac and some of your observations around opportunities for social change, especially around plastic waste. I think that you guys are just going to do so much more work in the future and we can't wait to follow that journey. All the best, wish you luck and thank you. Thank you so much, Indira. It's been such a pleasure. And thank you so much for sharing my story and these insights on your platform as well. It means a lot. Thanks for listening to Impact Boom. You'll find links to the initiatives, people and resources mentioned in this podcast on impactboom.org. Please leave your comments below. And remember, we'll be publishing fresh inspiration and insights to help you create positive impact every week on the website, Facebook page and Twitter. Thank you.